from the Carter Subaru Studios, this is Cairo Nights with Jake Skorheim. Welcome to the show. Thank you guys so much for joining us. It is Monday. I'm Jake Skorheim, your host. I hope you guys had a great weekend. Matt, welcome to the show, buddy. Good to be back. Are you uh, you having a good Monday? Did you have a great weekend? I am. My, my, my weekend was decent. That's fantastic. It was cold. I'll take like decent. Cold. That's great. Uh, well, as you guys know, it's Monday. I love Mondays. Behold, a fiendish masterpiece from the bowels of hell. Yeah. Mondays, boy, I hate Mondays. They make me exhausting. Weekends. That's for the weekends. Uh, 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 uh. Son of a so, uh, speaking of this weekend, my wife, uh, this is just a quick personal story, and then I promise I'll get to other stuff, but I just, I was laughing about this earlier. I thought, maybe you might too. Um, so, my kids have this thing that they do at their school, that they're required to do at school. I don't know if they did this at your school growing up, Matt, but they send home books, I mean, and this is not homework, like what I'm describing is not homework, but I guess it is in a way. Uh, so, I take that back. It is homework. The school has uh, assigned these books, they call them family reading books. And it's not just like individual books you're supposed to read in class, like geometry and all these different things you're supposed to learn. These are books that you're supposed to sit down and read with your family, which I love. I love the idea that they're trying to get your family to read stuff together. Yeah, because, that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah, and they've talked about, like, they've looked at studies and stuff, and they've shown that parents who read with kids, those kids end up being way more successful in school. Well, my mom read to me all the time. I don't know what happened. <laughs> well, uh, you are an anomaly, Matt. I'm not sure what happened either. But uh, traditionally, that usually pays off in the end. And kids are usually more successful because they sit down, they read with their parents. And the books that they send home are, you know, whatever. Schools choose these books. I'm not always a giant fan of the books. I wish they were, I wish they would be a little more exciting at times. I'm not trying to be overly critical of books. and But they, all, they always feature a kid who has something who needs some, who's got something wrong or whatever. I don't know, whatever. It's like, that's how schools these are these days. I think in this book, he's, the kid's lactose intolerant or something. It's something silly. I don't you know. You should what relate. Yeah, I, well, yeah, I can relate. To, maybe that's, what's, that's what it is. I'm already bored because I know what that life is. So anyway, uh, we're supposed to read this. We're supposed to read a chapter. I think it's a chapter a day or maybe it's a chapter a week. So they send these updates home with us from time to time. They say, hey, I hope you're on chapter 57 or whatever the day in school it is. And my wife the other day, she goes, oh, we've been forgetting to read this book. We haven't read any of this book. And like, I've read a couple chapters with the kids and she reads a couple chapters from time to time. But any parent knows this, you spend a lot of time reading with your kids and generally it's books that they bring you. You know, it's like Berenstein Bears or uh, Little Critter books, or obviously my kids are young. Uh, if they were teenagers and they were still bringing me Little Critter, then that'd be a problem. But uh, they're bringing us like little kid books to read. So this book, they're not like clamoring to have read, so we just haven't read it. Not because we're trying not to read the book, we just kind of have forgotten because we're reading other things. So we have forgotten to read this book. And now they're coming to the time where the kids are supposed to start to have some sort of a knowledge of this book. And so my wife gets this idea. She goes, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get an audio book of this book. And we're just going to listen to the audio book. And in my head, I'm like, I don't know. That really seems like. feels kind of like it might be a cheat. It's cheating. Totally. I'm glad you see eye to eye on this. I, when she told me this, I was like, I don't know if this is a good idea. Like, I feel like it's sending the opposite message. I think they want us to sit down with the kids and right. read this Slow book. Slow down and share this together as opposed to just kind of having it background. And they're supposed to see what the kids are picking up is they're supposed to see adults enjoying the process of reading. You read for your entire life. I love reading. I read a ton. And they're supposed to see that and they're supposed to get that from you because kids are watching all the time with their shifty little eyes. They see everything. 
And so they're supposed to see you reading a book and then they're supposed to like, you know, like imprint on it and then someday they will read books. And so my wife goes, no, 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 we can audiobook this. And I'm like, ah, it seems like a bad idea, but she's my wife, so she makes the decisions on those types of things. So I come in uh, to the kitchen the other morning, and I'm trying to like make some food or something. And they're sitting there on the couch, and they're listening to this really fast-paced, frenetic story. And I'm like, what is this? And she goes, this is the audiobook. And my sons are sitting there like kind of trying to pay attention, but I don't even know how much they're getting from it. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, well, we're really far behind. So she's listening to it at two times speed. <laughs> <laughs> which is like a double cheat. And I was just like, what? This is not, this is not a fair thing this to do. This is the spirit of the assignment. Yeah. Like, no, we've totally failed at this. We need to read. Like what we should do is like, we should pay our penance. We should just read the dumb book about the lactose intolerance or whatever it's about. But reading at double speed, I don't know if that's a good idea, but it seemed like, I don't know, it seemed like too much of a cheat. I don't know how much cheat. your kids would be absorbing of that. Not, flies, obviously none. Flies past them. Obviously none. And I'm just sitting there making a sandwich thinking like, this is a bad idea. This is not working. So I guess we'll see. Whenever they have the test that ask them how much they've learned, uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what answers my kids give. It's going to be interesting. All right. Um, I want to play a, tr- a quick trivia clip. This one is short. We have a lot to get to. So um, this is going to be a short one. This is such a good one, and the movie is so good. I wish, oh, I wish that we could just talk about this right now. And Matt, you're going to get this instantly, and you're going to want to talk about the movie. Lisa's going to get it instantly. Our listeners, they're going to get it instantly. I don't even have to say good luck, you guys. You guys are just going to get it. All right, text me on the Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line if you know what this movie is. 888-973-5476. If you don't know what this movie is, stick around for the news roundup. We'll give you the answer at the top of the next hour. Good luck. Ominous. Good music. It's a good line. You guys should already have it. All right. Uh, hit me up on the text line if you guys know that. Matt, did you watch Super Bowl yesterday? I did. All right. I enjoyed the game. Let's get into it then. We got a lot to talk about. Here's one thing. There's a lot of people critical. Anytime somebody mentions this, they seem to think that you're some sort of a misogynist. I'm just pointing out the fact. Taylor Swift, highly featured yes. in yesterday's game. Yes. I have no problem with Taylor Swift. I have no problem with her relationship with Travis Kelsey. What I found interesting is how much they showed Taylor Swift. It has become a thing, and the NFL knows this. They know it has become a thing. How much would you guess she was shown? How much? No, I know how much she was shown. She was shown like 13 or 14 times, just under a minute yeah. of screen time. 54 seconds, yeah. Yeah, which you don't think is actually sounds like a lot, but like they showed the other coaches of the opposing teams for like 12 seconds, so it's quite a bit of time. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. The point is... Uh, I'm wondering if the NFL, if they've, they've discovered, like obviously they've discovered that she's a big draw, but I'm wondering if they just decided, they just said, you know what, screw it. Taylor Swift generally breaks up with her boyfriends at some point. Maybe this Travis Kelsey thing doesn't have the legs that they hope it does going into next season. So this is our last opportunity to get her at a game uh, before they possibly break up because it's the last game of the season. This is the Super Bowl. This is like when we get shots of Taylor Swift. And so they decided to go all in. I think they did show her like 13 or 14 times or something like that. And uh, so much so that somebody I was uh, at a, I was, I had some folks over to my house for a Super Bowl party. And one of my, not a party, I had a couple people over to watch. A I gathering. Actually, I actually don't like having a lot of people over because I don't like talking. 
Ironically, I'm not like a person who likes talking during the game. Okay. I want to watch the game. Yeah, you want to focus on the game, and the, the idea of a party suggests that there's a lot of interaction. Well, I still want five conversations happening behind my head. I want yes. to watch the game. Exactly. I want to focus on the game. That's what I like. So uh, I'm sitting there, and my, my buddy goes, hey, we should take a drink every time they show Taylor Swift. And about five minutes into it, we're like, we're going to die of alcohol poisoning if we do this. <laughs> so we're not going to do it. Uh, we decided not to. But what I did find interesting... This is what this is one thing I did find, and I think this is a fair criticism for anybody who who is annoyed by the Taylor Swift stuff. And again, generally I don't care; it's not a big deal. But I noticed that they were showing her, like if Travis Kelsey was crushing last night, which he didn't. He was like kind of yeah, it wasn't his best game. It's kind of a no show last yeah. night. He had a couple of plays, but well, he, didn't he sure lo- showed up on the sidelines. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I know who. I definitely know somebody he showed up next to. Um, but he but he uh, he didn't do much during the game. And so, but when they would, when the Chiefs would do anything, great. Like at the end of the game, when Mahomes kind of took the team on his back and just said, all right, we need to do something here so we can win. And then he did, of course. But like anytime he would do something fantastic, they would cut to a shot of Taylor Swift. I'm like, isn't Brittany Mahomes in the stadium? Like, can't yeah. we can't we see his family? Have a little equity here, yeah. Isn't it isn't it weird that they would show Taylor? Like, they understand that Taylor Swift is not his wife. Yeah, it's Patrick Mahomes' wife, Brittany Holmes, who I would think they would show. But yeah, you think. Uh, that was just something I noticed. And then the other thing I thought was funny is Hillary Clinton tweeted after the game. She said, congratulations to Taylor's boyfriend. She doesn't even name him. Like, we all just know who it is. And she says, and the entire Kansas City Chiefs community. And I just thought it was funny because, again, Kelsey's not even named. She's just now Taylor Swift's boyfriend, which means that at some point she's just going to say, congratulations to the team that Taylor Swift's boyfriend plays for. Like, we don't <laughs> even need the Chiefs anymore. It's just going to be what we all know. It's like just related to Taylor Swift. Um, but she, yeah, she got some play and people are defending and saying, oh, it's totally fair to show Taylor Swift. I just don't care about all that. I just found it interesting. I thought it was cool. Lana Del Rey showed up. I didn't see her there. Yeah. She was there with Taylor. I'm usually looking for other celebrities. They didn't, all they show was Taylor Swift. Yeah. I caught like a half shot of LeBron James yeah. and I don't even know who else was at the game, but I think a lot of other people were at the game. It's kind of a hot ticket. I assume there was a lot of celebrities there. Um, all right, uh, let's move on. We're moving on, but we're still in the Super Bowl zone. Did you guys see this ad, this RFK Jr. ad? Did you notice that during the game? Yes, that was one of the few that stood out for me. Actually. It really stood out, and I think the reason it stood out is the uh, well, one one like the aesthetics of the of the actual ad. They're super 1960s. I think it is actually based on another Kennedy ad from from long ago. It is. It's drawn from that. They just replaced it with RFK's. Yeah, face. his face, yeah. and then they used a lot of uh, you know they they played into the Kennedy lore a lot. But I thought the ad was really effective, actually. <laughs> A man for president who's seasoned through and through. A man who's old enough to know and young enough to do. Well, it's up to you. It's up to you. It's strictly up to you. American Values 2024 is responsible for the content of this advertisement. I thought that part in the middle there where they said a man who's old enough to, what does he say, old enough to be seasoned or something, but young enough to see it through. And who's seasoned through and through. A man who's old enough to know. And young enough to do. Well, That felt like a direct shot at Trump and Biden, yeah. who are both so old. I don't know how old Robert Kennedy, F. Kennedy Jr. is. He can't be that young. I bet you he's, what, 66, 67? Matt can find this out pretty quick. He is 70 years old. Is he 70 years old? He's 70 years old, yeah. Uh, what is Trump, 78 and Biden's 81? So, the difference between 70 and 81, that's a big difference. Yeah. 
What's interesting about this, though, is in the wake of this, apparently Bobby Shriver was not happy that RFK ran this ad. And he actually put out a tweet. He said, my cousin's Super Bowl, or X, whatever they call it, my cousin's Super Bowl ad used our uncle's faces and my mother's, uh, Bobby Shriver wrote, she would be appalled by his deadly healthcare views, respect for science, vaccines, and healthcare equity were in her DNA, he points out. It, uh, it caused so much of a, of a sensation, I guess, that uh, Bobby Shriver was upset by this. Two hours after the ad was put out, Bobby Kennedy actually apologized for the ad. He said, I'm so sorry if the Super Bowl advertisement caused anyone in my family pain. The ad was created and aired by the American Value Super PAC without any involvement or approval from my campaign. FEC, FEC rules prohibit Super Bowl PACs from consulting with me or my staff. I love you all. God bless you all. I think it's really interesting, though, because Kennedy is one of those guys who he's such an X factor. And when I found out that he was running, I told my wife about it. She goes, oh, that's really interesting because my wife is not a very political person. I'm not a very political person, except I kind of have to know what's going on politically just because we do a radio show here. And so I have to know somewhat what's going on. I told you that was a requirement. <laughs> so Well, somebody did. So I, I do know I, if it's not then I can stop reading all this stuff. But apparently, uh, people do get excited because of the Kennedy name. And my wife, again, she goes, oh, that's fun. I would vote for a Kennedy. And I was like, really? She goes, yeah, just to vote, just to say you voted for a Kennedy would be interesting. And so I started thinking about him, and I was thinking, like, one of his main drawbacks, and he has this thing called, um, uh, oh, I'm forgetting, I'm blanking on the name right now, but it's it's some sort of a throat condition. It's called dys- dysphonia. Can you look it up, Matt? It's It starts with an S. What is it? Something spasmodic dysphoria. So basically, what happens is it causes these. Uh, it causes your voice box to have these spasms that he can't really control, and it makes him unfortunately very difficult to listen to. Were it not for that and some of his crazier ideas, uh, I do think he would have an actually interesting chance because I think people are a little bit uh, worried about Biden's age. And obviously, a lot of folks are turned off by Trump and the way that he talks and so or the way that he speaks about people, not the way he speaks, but the way he speaks about people. They both have these like very unfavorable things. And so Kennedy are unlikable things. And so Kennedy could be an X factor except for the way he talks. And then I got to thinking in 2025 when they have the first State of the Union, whoever is elected president. Mr. Speaker, the president of the United States. So Kennedy would have to give that speech. And this is just like a, this is like barely a minute of him speaking. But the State of the Union is generally 36 minutes. It could be tough. Thank you. And thank you, thank you, Dennis Kucinich, for your friendship and for your guidance and for all the hard work you put into this campaign. And thank you to all the people of New Hampshire for keeping democracy alive. And, uh, and particularly retail politics, which is what we need in this country. We need our politicians. Um, instead of taking billions of dollars from billionaires and, and uh, aerially bombing our country with advertisements, we need a place where people actually, politicians have to come and be vetted in barber shops and diners and gas stations and, and nail salons and ask real questions by real people and have to interact with Americans to understand what's happening on the ground level in this country today. And New Hampshire is the place where that happens. So we need to bring the primaries back here. He's a, he is a really interesting guy, though. Like a lot of his view, if he, if he, I think he would have a really good chance if some of his, his views are a little 
kind of crazy. But I do think he would have a good chance if he didn't have this speech thing. I do actually think it will affect people's ability to connect with him. The sad thing about that condition, too, is it doesn't help him sound younger than the other candidates. No, it certainly doesn't. It certainly doesn't. And it actually doesn't affect his health in any way. He's like a super healthy guy, actually. He's like very, very active. He's ripped for a 70-year-old. I've never seen a 70-year-old who's more fit than he is, but he just has this speech thing. So basically you have like three guys who all have these very big flaws. And so it's either going to be Kennedy, who's, you know, got some issues, tough to listen to, uh, some of his ideas, not great. You have Biden, who does tend to get lost making speeches because he's 81. So the best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway. I'm, we're going to get a lot done. We're going to get a lot done. And then you have Trump, who, again, he's like energized by being in office, but a lot of people are turned off because he doesn't always sound the most presidential. No, no, Christie's he's eating right now. He can't be bothered. <laughs> Sir, please do not call him a fat pig. That's very disrespectful. Don't call him. It's like, you don't even know if anybody actually said that. He just threw that in there just to, just to get it in there. See, I'm, I'm trying to be nice. Don't call him a fat pig. You can't do it. You can't do that. So now, because you're not allowed to do that, and therefore uh, we're not going to do it, okay? We want to be very civil, right? Yes, yes, very civil, very civil. Who knows? Maybe Donald Trump is the defender of, uh, he's going to be the most civil president that you've ever seen. His second, if, you, if he gets elected for a second term, maybe he turns into a super civil guy. Who knows? It could happen. All right, we got a lot of stuff coming up on the show. Matt, what do we got? Tonight, we have a crazy story out of Chernobyl. Find out what that is later in tonight's show. And a mom with a controversial side hustle is fighting to keep her kids in private school. And, of course, we'll be joined by Lisa Brooks for the News Roundup at 8.06. That's all on the way here on Cairo Nights with Jake Skorheim. You're listening to Cairo Nights with Jake Skorheim. All right, I'm getting a lot of text messages. A lot of you are guessing on the audio clip we played. A lot of other folks are telling me that I don't know what I'm talking about with Travis Kelsey. Apparently, he had more yards than he, aver- than he does on average last night. So, good job, Travis Kelsey, I guess. Uh, didn't score any touchdowns, though, which would have been nice. All right, uh, Matt, I'm going to give you the choice, uh, dealer's choice here. We can either talk about wolves or porn. What do you want to talk about? Uh, let's do porn. Porn. Okay. Uh, This is an interesting story. This is out of Florida. There is a woman in Florida who claims that her kids have been kicked out of their private uh, religious school because their mom happens to be on OnlyFans. Now, you might be asking yourself or lying to yourself and saying, I don't know what OnlyFans is. If you want to know, I looked it up on Wikipedia. OnlyFans is an internet content subscription service used primarily by sex workers who produce pornography, but it also hosts the work of other content creators. Um, Again, this is all still on Wikipedia. Physical fitness experts, musicians. Content on the platform is user-generated and monetized via monthly subscriptions, tips, and pay-per-view. Creators get 80% of these fees. So imagine like YouTube. You can upload things to YouTube. I think there's a live element to it as well. Uh, This is not one of my websites. I am a uh, happily married man, so this is not something that I am thankfully super familiar with, although a lot of people seem to be. They've got like 220 million subscribers, so some good money going there. But there's a woman in Florida whose kids attend a school, 
And apparently she's got on the back of her car, you guys have seen those decals that sometimes people put on the back of their cars or on the side of their vehicles, especially if it's a business vehicle. And it's a massive decal of her website for anyone who's interested. They can see it and it says OnlyFans slash whatever her name is. And they can find her so that they can get some uh, content from her if they're interested. And it's adult content. Uh, WFTV in Florida has the story. It's just really interesting. Like, I don't know. I understand the school's point of view. I'm going to play you these clips, and at the end of this, you guys can decide whether or not you think it's okay for the school to kick her kids out. But the school has said, until you stop showing up to school advertising for a adult content business, then we're not comfortable with your kids attending this religious school. WFT in Florida has the story, and listen to how many times they try to sneak the word only in uh, cleverly in their setup to the story. New at six, it's OnlyFans versus angry parents. A local mom put her OnlyFans account on her car to try and draw some more attention to her online subscription-only business. But that's not the only thing this OnlyFans ad attracted at her children's private Christian school. All right, so apparently one of the moms at the school who's occasionally behind her in line is not happy about this. And so she went on to uh, a website where people do things. They went to, I don't know, it was TikTok or something like that. But she posted a photo of the vehicle, and then she said, I'm not happy about this, and I don't think this photo, this uh, vehicle should be at my kid's school. This is what I am looking at when I pull up behind one of these vehicles. So the mother, whose name I think is Lexi, she says the ads are huge and you cannot miss them and all the kids can see them. Some, some, you know, and these are, these are kids of all ages. So elementary school, all the way up through teenagers. And they're reading this ad every day. They come out of their cars and they get ready and they're heading into school. And the first thing they're greeted with is this OnlyFans ad. Not just a tiny, tiny little emblem on the back of a car. It is taking up the entire windshield, back windshield of two vehicles. So Michelle Klein is the lady who is on OnlyFans. She talks about the decals and what her website is. She was interviewed by WFTV in Florida. Well, it's definitely linked to, you know, explicit content, adult content for sure. Klein, who goes by Piper Fawn, says OnlyFans is her business and way of life. My husband and I have this, you know, little wild, you know, behind closed doors lifestyle that we've now decided to share. <laughs> now decided to share. Good for her. Uh, and she says that the school did ask her to uh, take it off, the decals. I was forced to have to, um, you know, take it off or not come on campus. I wonder if they offered her money, if this would be easier. Um, but the reporter did ask her, the reporter said, what, you know, would you consider taking this off if it helps the school and then your kids can still go to school and you wouldn't have any problems? Why not take the decal off? And that would seem like an easy thing to say, for sure. But for me, you know, it's, it supports my family. This provides a, a very comfortable way of life for us. And it's legal. You know, I pay taxes just like everyone else. But I'm not breaking the law. I just offended people. So she did offend people. She's not breaking the law. She's doing I mean, everything's legal here. Do you think that the school has any grounds to ask her to stop doing this or to remove her kids from the school? Well, here's the thing. I understand why a parent would be bothered by this, but at the same time, her actual the decal is not using offensive words. There's no pictures on it. There's, There's no, no pornography pictures. on it. It's just right. text. If you go to hypothetically, if you were to go to this, and of course some people have to do this to research for their job. Sure. The uh, content is paywalled. So unless you are an adult with a credit card, you are not just clicking on this website and seeing a bunch of obscene pictures. Yeah. So even if you followed her link, a kid's not going to see that stuff she's complaining. And what I find interesting, too, 
is this other mom, instead of talking to her like, you know, they're in a, ch- a Christian school apparently, so you'd think maybe she would talk to the other person first. No, she takes a picture of this woman's vehicle, puts it on her social media, and just puts her on blast, which well, I don't think is very nice. I, I don't know that she did that first. I don't know that she talked to the mom. The The story doesn't say whether or not they spoke beforehand. But she did put it on the internet, uh, and and it's a uh, Baptist school that they attend. Again, it's in Florida. Do you know how much the uh, the couple are making on their page? Uh, well, since I read it, twenty grand a month. That's it, twenty grand a month, <laughs> and that's before the story has just blown up. Like I can only imagine what they're bringing in now because everybody in the entire world has seen the story now, and so everybody who sees that just you know if you know that's statistically the real the reality is statistically there were probably a heck of a lot of parent male parents in that school. Oh, okay, I better see what's going on here. They probably clicked on her website, same as anybody else. Maybe, possibly. <laughs> uh, Lexi, again, she's the upset mom. She said, this is just a distraction. She just doesn't want her kids to see this every day. That's a distraction to my children. And no matter how poorly or how good I parent, porn is there. And if that's kind of the first thing they're seeing when they're going into um, a place that should be educating them... Uh, so um, Michelle Klein again. She's the uh, she's the woman who's actually pr- pr- producing the content on OnlyFans. She was uh, when she talked to WFTV, they asked her these questions, and she says, "We've been involved with this church and school for over five years." That's what's so interesting about this story because it is a church school. It is a church that they're going to, and at the same time, in her private life, she's producing pornography, which obviously. Anybody who's ever attended church and everybody who's any ever gone to a private school knows would be very much um, frowned upon at these places. So I totally understand both sides here. Uh, but she says, we've been involved with this church and school for over five years. And then so it's funny, we've done OnlyFans for three and a half years. And then now, at least two of those years, the decals have been on the car. She says, I'm the same person that was there three years ago sitting in church service. I have not changed. It's just something that I've chosen to be more open with. And uh, so the school has said that if she would consider taking those decals off of her car and stop producing this pornographic material so that she's not, you know, now that they know she does this, they said, if you do those two things, we're happy to talk about re-enrolling your kids at the school. But I doubt she's going to stop doing it, especially now that she's making I can only imagine way more than 20 grand a month. I can, uh, I bet you it's uh, way, way, way more than that now. I wonder if they're policing other things that might trigger somebody, like offensive bumper stickers, things that have innuendos, perhaps very political or very revolutionary sentiment. I mean, they're policing all that stuff too? I don't imagine they're probably looking at it as closely as the giant ad for pornography. I understand why the school would be upset about this. And I I get it. But at the same time, it's like... Okay, somebody had to point that out after two years. That's interesting. Yes. Yeah, and maybe they just tried to ignore it. Maybe for a long time they just tried to ignore it, and they just didn't want to deal with it, and they just eventually her kids would age out of the school and it wouldn't be a problem anymore. But when other, when other parents have now taken notice and they said, hey, you know, we have kids, they look at the Internet, they know how these things work, and when they see ads for pornography on the back of, you know, uh, you know the minivan in front of us, we're not super excited or happy about that. Yeah, and I get that angle. But here's a question I have for you. So they're not teaching her. They're teaching her kids. This is a private religious school. Okay, so if they want to train these kids in religious instruction and be a positive influence in their life, kicking the kids out because of what they found out about their mom might be a little issue there.
Well, the problem that they're running into is that they have to teach all the kids. They can't just teach these two kids. And so they have to decide, all right, is this a distraction so much so? And it clearly is a distraction now. It's all over the news. We're talking about in Seattle and this is happening in Florida. I got this from a website in England so it's just like global now. It's global well, she's story. She's going to be a millionaire. So they don't she's want. Fine. Yeah, no, she's doing fine. She doesn't care anymore. But the school does not want this attention. And so, if this is causing that much of a distraction, I understand why the school would do this. I think they may have a legal issue on their hands, but I also understand that the school does not want to encourage this type of stuff. And I totally get it. I under, I understand. And a lot of people. And now it's going to be lot kind of, people, of worse for her kids because now they're worldwide known because of this. Well, so yeah, before she had worse. a before yeah. she had like a fake you know stage name or whatever. Now we all know who she is. So it's an interesting story. Obviously, uh, people have their opinions on pornography, but uh, this is an interesting story. All right, uh, so that was the porn story. I have another great story to tell you, and it's about wolves and Chernobyl and radiation. It's very interesting, but I'm going to get to that later. Next, I'm going to play you a clip. Uh, Matt, Lisa, and I had a really fun conversation about teachers just a couple days ago. We got a lot of uh, comments on it, so I wanted to revisit that conversation. We're going to do that next. Do you guys think that we thank teachers enough? You might be interested in my response to that. We're going to get to that when we come back here on Carbon Nights. You're listening to Cairo Nights with Jake Scorheim. Welcome back to the show. I'm Jake Scorheim. All right, the other day we were talking with, uh, I was talking, not we, it's a royal we, I guess, with Matt and Lisa, and we were reacting to a segment on one of the other shows during our news roundup clip. And the roundup clip was talking about how people are thanking teachers and yada, yada, yada. And so then I asked them whether or not we thank teachers enough. And I thought our discussion was kind of interesting. And so I want to replay that for you here. This is kind of a highlight from the show. I hope you enjoy. Also, hit me up on the text line, 888-973-5476. Do you think we're thanking our teachers enough? The group, more than 50, all giving handwritten letters. I was happy to be your student, and I'm still to this day grateful for having a teacher like you. You are the reason I wake up with a smile on my face. Sincerely, Asher. Oh, honey, that is so sweet. Thank you. Can I give you a hug? Oh, thank you. You just made my whole day. Hug after hug. It's a meaningful lesson in the power of gratitude. Second grade teacher Jen Sakala has been an educator for more than 30 years. This is a hard, difficult job. You put a lot of time, effort, emotions into it. And when somebody appreciates it, it feels good. Uh, Do you guys think that's nice? Very sweet? I mean, obviously it's very sweet. We don't thank teachers enough. Yeah. Agreed. We don't. We also don't write enough thank you letters. True. It's a lost art. You guys don't think we thank teachers enough? Think oh. we could thank them more? I'm not just saying. I'm saying you don't think we thank in teachers the, enough. Not in this in this individual you could, way. You could never thank them enough. That's what you're saying. I think we should. I'm thank not being them critical. More. I love te- I love all my kids' teachers. They're great. They're fantastic. I, I, I think, think I'm gonna talk about them on the radio. Like, remember not many people them. Get that. Thank them. I think we just Write we don't letters. always yeah. thank them. Yeah. yeah. Thank them. All right. That's nice. I, one of my very best friends is now a retired teacher. Wherever we go. Always, she runs into former students who always say, you are my best, you are my favorite teacher. And, and these are students from 30 years ago. Here's a, here's a thing. Uh, yeah, that's nice. I get it. <laughs> here's, a, here's a thing that I would like to know. Other jobs, like how do teachers figure this out? Talk show hosts, radio talk show hosts. Why don't radio talk show hosts get the kind of letters that she's talking about? Like all I want is some young kid who's starting his day saying, the reason I wake up with a smile on my face 
It's because of you, Jake. Give it time. Send me that letter. Young kids today, Jake, don't know what a radio is. Oh, yes, they do. Yes, my son <laughs> listens to a ton of radio. Sports talk radio, but he loves Give radio. Give it time. It may happen someday. You know what? Teachers got it pretty good with all this admiration. <laughs> pretty, pretty good. Aww. Am I wrong? Do they not get admiration? Teachers get some good admiration. They could deserve more. I would say in they recent times, too, you have seen a lot of people who are not very thankful to teachers yeah. and have made their jobs very difficult. Yes. And I think it's important for the good people to thank them while you can. Should we thank them every day, all day? Why not? Well, then there's no teaching You're would get done. of the teachers. Yeah, I am. No. Don't be of jealous. Of course I'm jealous of the teachers. Favorite teachers? Name a favorite teacher. Name a favorite teacher. And why they were your favorite teacher. And why they were my favorite teacher. You know, if I'm being completely honest, I'm too vengeful and, and jealous to even name a name. <laughs> uh-huh. I can see that. Because but... I want the same recognition that these people get. We're sitting here doing a show. We're educating people. Kinda. Your assignment tonight is to go home, go through your yearbook, go through your old report cards. You come back here tomorrow and you, know you tell a, you me know what, what one of your favorite here's, teachers here's is. Here's a thanks for a teacher. Summer break. Am I right? Wow. How sweet is it? This is not a controversial thing. I'm just saying I know a lot of, I have a lot of teacher friends. I don't know if you have a lot of teacher friends. I actually have a lot of teacher friends. Do you know what they love? They love their students, obviously. They're great. And yes, we should thank your, thank the good teachers. Thank all the good teachers you want all day long. But they love their summer break. Sure. And I'm jealous of that summer break. It would be nice. That's pretty nice. Pretty good gig. All right. Enough of me being jealous of teachers. And I'm just jealous and selling fun, so don't take it personally, teachers. Oh. Yeah, don't take it personally. All right. Uh, text line 888 Was I too harsh on teachers? Should I be nicer? No, I'm not going to. Uh, we got a lot of great stuff. News Roundup's coming up next. Stick around. We're going to be right back here on Carbonites.